Yeah. Stakes is high. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, look. We back up in the building now. Hey, yo, we about to tear the building down like a 757 on 9-11. Street smart niggas with the wisdom of a reverend. All the eyes stacked against us. We still the ones you should bet with. Shark confess the waters. Interact your own discretion. Swimming with piranhas. Trying not to get your flesh beat. Yeah, real podcast for people that's really real. CC and Jones tell you how they feel. Every Wednesday when you hit play, you gon' laugh and learn something from this discussion. We going up. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast, having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones. Thanks, everyone, for tuning back in. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. I know I've been gone. Usually I announce my breaks, but man, I took a couple week break. I think it's like three, three weeks, maybe. Um, man, I want to I want to thank you guys for tuning back in, man, and continue to support uh man you know sometimes you just need that break and it was necessary and it feels good but right now you know we're going to continue to pump these pump these episodes out hopefully tc will be back soon you know until then we're gonna make sure that we keep giving content try to consistently for the for you know until i need a break again you know what i mean so um this week i had an honor to be on another podcast and i felt it was necessary to um jump on and put it well it was necessary to put it on our platform so i want to give a big shout out to sean man sean i was i was on his show this week scary to remarry uh man we had a good conversation going back you know we touched on some episodes that i had that we was on with uh king k king k was on um uh, this this King K brother to the night and Mr. Jones was on a show a t- a episode that we had so he wanted to touch retouch on some of those things discussing therapy and all that good stuff man so hey man follow this brother he is family he's been on the show before so he is takes his high family uh, tune in man follow him support him like subscribe do all that good stuff he has some great content so tune in there until then you know you can find us on all social media platforms that's instagram facebook and twitter at stakes is high pod and if you uh, want to find us on all the majority of the um, podcast platforms that stakes is high podcast find us there please like subscribe do all that good stuff and on apple Podcasts, man make sure you go ahead and leave us a review um i'm gonna be tuning in back to those i had talked to someone who just left one i owe them a shirt shout out i'm not gonna say their name they may not want to say it but i'm gonna ask them if they want me to say it then i'll shout them out but anyway um yeah man we'll try to catch it and send you some send you some merch uh, if you do want to reach out to us, if you want to be a guest or if you know someone who wants to be a guest, please shoot us an email at stakesishighpod at gmail.com. All right. And thank you for listening to Stakes is High Podcast. Peace. What's up, Bravehearts community? This is Sean Heineman, your premier pre-engagement coach, back with another segment of A Scary to Remarry, wanting you to love fearlessly. We have a special guest in the building. He is a husband, father, firefighter, podcaster of one of my favorite podcasts in the world. 
We have special guest Jones with us in the building from the Stakes is High podcast. What's going on, Jones? What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Stakes is High podcast. <laughs> What's happening, brother? I'm good, man. TC, what's going? What's good, my brother? Man, TC Grinder, man. He uh, he has uh, started a new gig, man. So our our recording has been kind of paused a little bit between me and him. He's only available like on, I think it's like Saturdays and Sundays for like a little bit of time, man. You know, he's up in Chicago. So that time difference is, is he's having to ride a train downtown Chicago. And by the time he gets home, man, it's it's late. So throughout the week has been, it's been tough, man. So, but yeah, man, we're gonna, we're gonna get back to it, man. And, you know, uh, I've been trying to do it with guests as of recently. So, but yeah, man, we, we good. We still rocking. Yeah, right. It's all good. Yeah. You know, I'll be listening, yeah. so it's it's all good, man. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you, bro. Oh man, no problem. I was listening to uh your podcast. I was listening a couple weeks ago with the Knights and I believe with Mr. Jones. Yeah. And I had to play it back again because I was like, man, it was so much deep content in there. We talked about therapy and traumas and stuff like that, which I think is a great topic that we should address, especially as black men, right? Yeah. So I want to jump into this, man. Are people aware of their traumas? You know, I think so. I think some, you know, when I, and we talked about that on the, on the show, shout out to my brothers, man. And um, I think a lot of us are aware of our traumas. And, and I could say, you know, I can't say, of course we can't say all, but I think, uh, I think the thing is a lot of us are aware of, I, let me, let me put it like this. I think a lot of us are aware of our upbringing and things that we've been through. Now, a lot of people until I just be, I'll be transparent with it, man. Like I never called it trauma. I called it, that's how I was raised. You know what I mean? And a lot of things that, that I went through. And then I started hearing these, some of these key words, man, that's been popular as of lately, triggered, therapy, trauma. You know what I mean? If you look at the last 15 years, those, those words have been, you know, they've been used a lot to explain a lot of what we have going on, right? You know what I mean? Or things that we may need like therapy. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of us are aware, but I also think there's a lot of people that don't know why that they go through the things and the, the reasons of why they have the issues that they have or whatever it may be. So yeah, I think I think a lot of us do. We don't know that it's called trauma. Then I think there are people who are not aware of, you know, some of their mishaps of life or relationships or whatever it may be. They don't know why why it's going why they're going through those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? And I, I totally agree, man, because I just called that how we were raised too. That's that's what you know, that's just how it was raised. My grandma was raised like that, my grandpa was raised like that, daddy raised like that. That's how it is. You know what I mean? And we just passing on traumas, G. Man, listen. <laughs> man, I mean, I, I think about just something as small as me being in the house with my kids full time. It's it's breaking a generational curse or you know, whatever you want to call it. But it's like mm -hmm. I got my 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 kids every day with something which should be basic, right? Right, right. But at the same time, it's like I'm here every night giving my kids, you know, baths, feeding them. I'm here, daddy in the house. But my father, I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's something that I consider like, man, this is something that my kids will never know. Like they're gonna always have their daddy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. 
um, sure. and that's not even optional. Yeah. What made you, uh, was that, was it, did it just come to you natural or is it something that you had to put a collective effort for, towards to be like, I'm going to be like this, or was it just natural to you? Man, it's natural, Jones. I, I, man, my family, they are so serious about commitment. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like, man, I, I just couldn't see being apart from my kids, period. That's just how I was raised. Even though I was raised in a single parent home. Yeah, me too, man. I, I think it was just natural to me, man. And then it's it's so natural to me. I don't see how someone can't be a part of, you know, I'm like, how can you not be a part of your child's life? Like, I, I don't get it. Man, <laughs> man listen, I, I yeah, there's a lot of guys out there, man, that, and, and no, no shade, but it's just like, I don't see how, like you say, I could be a part of my kids. I'm just like, this is what we do every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got to have my scent. I'm daddy. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, man, and, and and I know you're gonna move on, but with that being said, man, like men get the bad end of that stick because you just said something, right? You just said, I don't see I know a lot of guys, but bro, there's a lot of women out here who are not doing, you know, who are not there for their kids. So let's we can't keep continue to like I mean it's common, right? We always say that, you know, dad ain't dad ain't there, that and that's true a lot of times, but there are a lot of women who have not been a part of their child's life or they're not doing, you know, being the best mother they can be. So, and I, it's funny. I just talked to, I just talked to someone about that. Like they had a friend who, whose kid is gone for the summer and they kicking it, kicking it, kicking it. And I'm like, man, like, and it's not like gone with an agreement to like the father has it for the summer. It's just like, Hey, I'm busy. Can she stay up here for the summer? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Man, I just, I, I, it'd be tough for me to be gone from my little man. <laughs> I'm like, I need him back, baby. Where you at? <laughs> so, yeah, man. Just being, and, and, and I say that in fairness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, for sure. Because I, I mean, even with my, with my son, like we have a blended family. Yeah. And, um, you know, my son, my, my bonus son, you know, he's with his dad for the summer. So we actually down a kid. Yeah. So I'm just like, praise the Lord. Love him. But <laughs> hey, being down a kid, man, that's almost like not having kids, you know what I'm saying? And I still I say, got, I got one, you. man. I got one, bro. <laughs> you, you done? I'm de- yeah, it's over. Really? You got you got you got cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, bro. Man, I'm too old, man. I mean, you know, it's it's I ain't about to be 50 having no kids. I'm not 50 yet, but I'm just man, man, it was tough, man. You know, um, when you're doing it all, when you're doing it all on your own, you know you look at it different, man. And, and I can I didn't want to be selfish to, you know, us as a family or to that child, man. It was just, you know, and man, daycare high as hell, bro. Man, listen, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I ain't gonna tell you how much we we paid in in, in childcare last year, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that, that's an off air conversation. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I got snipped too. And, and I tell people when my wife came home, I went right in. She came home. She had my, my, my second son. I was like, all right, now it's my turn. I went in got cut. I tell, I tell, I told my homeboy, man, he, he's single and, um, he don't want any more kids. I said, bro, you better go pay that $600, bro. <laughs> better go straight up it's gonna save you that's it because <laughs> daycare 
triple that, dog. <laughs> and they run up in you with no, oh my God. No, that's real. So yeah, daycare is, a, that's another topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how do you feel about therapy? Uh, individualized therapy and marriage, should each spouse have their own therapist? Now, I ask you this question is because I caught some flack uh, because there were some people that was asking me for as far as me and my my wife, we have three therapists. Mm -hmm. I have my own, my wife has her own, and we have a marriage therapist we have together. Okay. So, so people's like, why three? That's a bunch of co-pays. I'm like, that, don't worry about that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, the, the key is to make sure that we have them individually because we got our own issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then we have our marriage therapist, which helps us. So uh, uh, so anyway, how do you feel about therapy? Man, you know, um, I think it's, I think, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, and you probably listened to that show, man, and I was, I'm not anti-therapy at all, bro. Um, I think, I think therapy is necessary uh, for individuals definitely that need it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I went to, I, I've only been to therapy once and that was premarital, premarital therapy. Um, and I thought it was cool. Right. Um, but here's, here's my thing. Right. Okay. And, and, and it may be necessary. Let me, let me be clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like I said, I think one thing is, man, therapy is uh, it, it, it's it's a hot topic. It's it's been it's been a hot topic. And I think I think therapy a lot of time, the intimidating thing about therapy is this kind of what they just what you just said. Right. Mm -hmm. Dang, that's a copay. How much you <laughs> the, the financial aspect of it? One, two um there's there's love there's i think there's layers to it right but i think like the intimidating thing is one like this is expensive um two i don't want to sit with some white man laid on the couch with a with a pamphlet you know trying to read my brain mm -hmm. and then three i think people think it's going to be some magic magic pill and it fixes everything right mm -hmm. so with it being a brand new topic man i think a lot of people have used it as um use it as a popularity thing right so like a lot of people are like yeah i'm in therapy like okay let's see who can say i'm in therapy the most you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah so that's been enough that's one of been one of my issues with it and, and 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 i think a lot of times like i said on that last episode i think a lot of people think therapy has to be one way mm. right yes. somebody might be listening to us right now and consider this therapy Mm. They may be receiving things from podcasts they listen to, books they read. Yep. And a lot of people think that, that you have to go make a copay and sit down with a white guy taking notes right. for you know, a lot of money per hour. But I think therapy can be, I think therapy is necessary, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I go to therapy every day. The gym is my therapy. Mm. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So people may not look at it like that. The gym is something that I got to go to to decompress and just like, I have to go there, man, because I can't beat the weights up. Mm. I can't whip the weights and they're there all the time. So I'm like, it helps me. And I really feel down when I don't go a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? Because it is necessary for me to get there and clear my mind. So, yes, I, I think therapy's I think therapy's great, man. I just think it has to fit you and the individual. And I think the bad thing about therapy is people think I have to take therapy like Sean. I have to think therapy like this person. I have, I have to do it like that instead of finding out what's your therapy. You know what I'm saying? And 
the core thing is figuring out the reason why you need to go to therapy. Mm. You know so, what I'm saying? So expound on that then. Let's talk about so, it. So um, at the end of the day, just going to therapy saying, the therapist just saying like this, right? Like, so what are you here for? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my wife told uh, me to come. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, man, I want to stay with my old lady, man. So I got to come here. You know what I mean? I think really trying to figure out what's your reason, right? Because I can go at the end of the day as a therapist, as as someone like yourself, right? Like, you know, or any someone who specializes in therapy, they're going to have to ask you necessary questions to try to figure out how they can assist you in whatever you need, right? So you can be hiding all this bullshit inside. Sorry for cussing, man. I don't no, know. you good. All right, all right. We kicking it. We grown. All right, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, sorry for like I can I can hide all this bullshit and I can just tell the therapist whatever I want. Mm. It's like everything else, right? Like if I want to get off drugs, I got to realize like I want to get off drugs. And therapies, I think therapy's that same way. You have to know at least a, a beginning of a foundation of what your issue may be, and then they can expand off that and specialize in trying to help you, whatever you know, whatever it is. So if you don't know, I'm just going because. Like you said, my old lady told me to go or um, I fucked up at work. So now I got to go to therapy because, you know, what I mean, I think it's really trying to find the core reason why you need to go. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was asking you earlier about, you know, people being aware of their traumas, yeah. you know, because like you said, if they going for. Because somebody told them to go or it's popular, you're never really going to get to the root problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you're wasting your copay. Wasting your copay. <laughs> so uh example. All right, let let's 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 use me as a, as an example. I went through a divorce because I was on the show before, right? You yeah, 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 yeah. you similar to this, you you familiar with your story. Yeah. I go through a divorce, I was telling my wife, I need to go to therapy because I know, I know there are some things in me that needs to be dealt with you know so i went in knowing what i needed to address and then just from one simple issue came all these other issues i was like oh you know from growing up in a in a single parent home to growing up in the hood and and you know banging and drugs and and, and all this different thing a childhood you know sexual abuse all these things like i've been through it all yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I never knew how that was going to manifest. Well, I saw how it manifested in my life in my first marriage mm-hmm. after therapy. Yeah. You know, and not saying? only that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you got to think, too. So so let me be clear, because a lot of people, again, a lot of people may not know the core reason of why they need therapy. Mm-hmm. But remember, I said this key words triggers. So mm-hmm. if there's things that cause you to feel a certain way at this moment, you that that helps in therapy like okay what happened before that you started feeling that way oh this happened and then now you can start you know you can start pulling back the layers and try to figure out what's going on so but again i think you have to have some type of reason of understanding why you need to go you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and we all need some type of therapy real talk I, I agree i think that but again it doesn't have to be laying on the couch while a white man take notes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> No, that's real because my first therapist, man, she was dope. I had her for two years um, before, you know, but 
anyway um but she was dope and i was like dang so i had to try to find me another therapist and even that's a, a job within itself and not trying to discourage anybody but it's almost like dating mm. <laughs> you know I, do you do you think that do you think that everyone knows their traumas kind of back to the question you you asked me I, honestly jones they don't I, I and i would say maybe and maybe i'm just i'm just throwing numbers i'm not pew research center but i will say maybe i would say maybe 70 percent, bro know it or don't know don't know hmm. i will say and the reason why i throw that number so high is because like you said most people don't know their triggers and very few people are self-aware very few people are willing to take the time to say, damn, why, why is this such a trigger for me? Because, you know, um, she slammed, she slammed the refrigerator door. That's a trigger for me. It's like, don't be tearing up my stuff. And then you, you're falling out over the refrigerator door being slammed. But is this something deeper than that? Yeah, that's interesting you say that. So you say 70% don't. So do you think that 70% of the people that deal with, let's say, quote unquote, again, you knew how you was raised and you knew the things that you didn't, dis you, that you disliked in the way you were raised, regardless if it was alcoholism, mm -hmm. drug addiction, mm -hmm. abuse, whatever it may have been that we consider what our traumas may be. You knew what the, you knew those were wrong growing up. Do you, or do you think like, maybe we don't know what triggers, what, what caused us to have these, like what's triggering us to have alcoholism be abusive towards our spouses or our kids but we knew that's how we were again that's how i was raised do you think people just think that's normal like that becomes their norm yeah yeah because people people a lot of people's dysfunction is normal yeah you know like i said on the show they become comfortable in the uncomfortable space yeah it's 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 the perfect example of being in a in an unhealthy relationship but because you're afraid to leave the relationship you rather stick to your known evil yeah 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 you become comfortable in that yeah that, that place yeah yeah i i read a quote one time that said first we make our habits then our habits make us mm -hmm. so whatever our habits are these triggers whatever they are, if we don't address them, because a lot of times, most of the times, man, we live our life unconscious. Very few of us are really conscious and intentional about our day-to-day -day life. We just, we wake up, we know what we need to do. It's automatic. Yeah, man, you know what? I, I, I don't know, man. I think like, I think that percentage is high. And like we said, we just, we just, we, we sling it. We slinging numbers out. Yeah. Because here's the thing, man, even in my, even in my imperfections and we all have them, right? Like mm -hmm. talk every week and I can sit here and sound like I know everything that I'm saying and saying it right. But at the end of the day, we all have our imperfection and our fuck ups, right? Like we go, I battle them every day, mm -hmm. but even in battling them, them, my, my imperfections, a lot of times I know I'm wrong and I may feel guilty about me being wrong, but a lot of times I will step and repeat being wrong even though like it may take prayer, it may take therapy, yeah. or I may have gotten better than what I was two years ago. But even in those times of doing wrong, we know. So I think even with like, if I am, if I am going through whatever my traumas in, if I accept, I've accepted my traumas and I have been, again, living in an uncomfortable place 
being comfortable in that place, I still know it's wrong. Mm. Like, but I just continue to carry the tradition of uncomfortable being in that uncomfortable place. So I know, but am I doing anything about it? Again, seeking therapy, mm. trying to help. And a lot of times, man, maturity comes with it. You know what I'm saying? And time comes with it. Age. You know, tired of hurting people. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. But even that, man, like, you know, the people pointing fingers in their perfect place at you, like, you got some stuff going on, too, now. <laughs> you <Yep. know? laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So, Because somebody asked me the other day about dating, about trying to find a perfect person. And I was like, look, everybody broken. You just got to pick, you know, some people got sandwich bag size issues. Some people got garbage bag size issues. It just yeah. depends on what you're willing to deal with. Man, some people, but the people who got them sandwich bag issues, they got a lot of sandwich bags. That's probably equal to that one trash bag. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't let them fool you, dog. <laughs> Don't let them fool you. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of it is, is your tolerance level. Like, what are you willing, you know what I'm saying? What are you really willing to deal with? And you know what I'm saying? Because some people, man, they, you can, you can look at me and my wife and be like, I don't see how you deal with that. But to yeah. me, I'm just like, no, nah, dude, I'm I'm good. Like I'm safe with this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh I remember when my wife and I were dating people, oh well, you married her in six months. How how did you know she was the right one? Because I'm like, I'm not about to keep dating trying to get that. Now I always tell people, my wife's like 90 80% of what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to go and try to date to try to find 90%. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be yeah, greedy. And, and that's their business. I mean, that's your business, man. Like, I think we got a problem in our in, in, in what we got going on now, man. Even in like, even if I know you are having imperfections and I have nothing to do with it, especially if it's with you in another relationship with your wife, whoever it may be. And it has I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> I mean, what am I? Hey, man, prayers up, bro. You know what I mean? And, and, and unless it's a situation to you and I, to where you come to me and you ask me my advice or whatever, but I'm not going to just interject my opinion, my thoughts into what you have going on. That's unsolicited. That's for what? You know what I mean? And and, and at the end of the day, man, you probably got it worked out more than what. what, I, what why am I jumping in that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, cause sometimes it, you know, it sounds good and stuff like that, but people don't, don't know people, people want what you have, but they don't want to do what you did to get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's, I think that's the problem. And and a lot of times really Jones, I, I stay out of people's business, man. I just don't have time, bro. There's been people that gotten in my business where I don't even, I, I just be like, all right, I just keep on, <laughs> I don't I address it. Keep on moving. I don't even need to address it sometimes, man. Just keep living my life, man. Keep smiling, baby. <laughs> man, man, keep smiling. smiling. Uh, and, and I was, well, I guess we kind of addressed this, but I was, I was thinking the question was if everyone is getting therapy, why does it seem like <laughs> we aren't getting any better as people? Yeah. 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 Like you said, man, I think, it's a popularity contest a lot with therapy nowadays, man. I got therapy. You got therapy. I mean, a lot of times people announce it like, man, my therapist told me like, oh, you getting therapy? Yeah, man. I'm getting, you know, <laughs> um, 
I mean, at the end of the day, everything takes work, right? Like I said, I go to the gym, it's kind of been my therapy, but along with going to gym, not only do I need to just continue to say, this is my therapy, my purpose of going to the gym is like, I can go to the gym and still continue to just like leave the gym and eat a big, eat cookies. Like, man, what's your purpose? Like, you kind of, you know what I mean? I can go to therapy and listen to everything that therapy gives me, they tell me, but they're giving me, if they're giving me resources to help with what I, help me and I'm not using them, what it was, you know what I mean? Like you go into the gym and run where you ran, you know, five miles and then you get out in the car and you eat a double cheeseburger with some chips and it, it, it's perfect. You know, there's no purpose to it. You know what I mean? And I think that's why you said therapy is therapy is hot, hot topic, but it's been around forever. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to continue to be around because people continue to need help. It's almost just like if someone uses religion as their therapy, like those doors are going to continue to stay open, man. Yep. continue very open you know yep. because people are going to continue to need it and continue to mess up or whatever it may be you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so mm-hmm. yeah like you say it's been around forever man i mean you know shoot lucy lucy been doing that with snoopy you know what i'm saying it's been forever yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. so i think it is one of those things where people's just going just to to go and say I'm I'm in therapy, but yeah. you got to put in the work. Why you think it took? Why do you think it take off so quick with Black folks, man? What happened? What 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 made therapy just boom so quick in Black folks? It was to where people can be. I guess people are more um, people are more uh, courageous. I would say, or more apt to even just say that they taking therapy. What? Because white folks would take. I've been. I remember when we was little, bro. Had little kids. Like he's in therapy. I'm like. Matter of fact, I work. I, that's what I used to do, bro. I used to work at, I used to work at an IPS. It was School 27, mm-hmm. and it was a public school system here in Indianapolis. And mm-hmm. I worked there, and I was I was a case manager to the therapist, and we worked with kids, bro. I was in elementary school, so it's been around forever. But now it just seems like more people are are are, are apt to raise their hand and say, "Yes, I'm in therapy." Before, you know, it was it was white. It was almost considered a white thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's almost like culture. I think once we started hearing people like Charlemagne the God and people like that, I think once we start seeing or hearing those people, media personalities or athletes, or once they start speaking about it, then it's like, oh, all right, well, yeah, maybe I need to go to therapy too. Because those are, are, and I'm throwing up my air quotes, those are our modern day heroes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it almost takes a, a athlete or a media personality or a superstar to, to, to say, go get therapy. And we're like, oh, I guess it's cool. Let me go get therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it became a fad, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, man, people will not waste their copay and actually apply what they're actually learning because i'm gonna tell you jones or for my wife and i especially when we have marriage therapy together man and we have so many breakthroughs bro like my marriage therapist is phenomenal man like there's and no relationship no marriage is perfect but there's a lot of stuff we don't deal with because we were able to diffuse it and actually put it into per into action when we're talking or when we're conversing or when we have disagreements 
you know, uh, she was telling us one day about she split my wig when she said this. It sounds simple, but she is like, there's nothing wrong with conflict because you have to work the conflict muscle. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. a lot of times we try to avoid conflict, but it's like you have to develop that muscle. Yeah, yeah. I, I told that, man. I think uh, I, I said it on one of our episodes before, man. Like confrontation is it's needed. It's neat. You have to have confrontation, bro, and everything because you can't run from it. You know what I mean? You got to have conflict because like you said, like you use the term and that's a cool term to use, like it's the conflict muscle. But you can't continue to run from it, bro, because guess what? It's going to be here. It's that that same conflict is still going to be waiting on you when you get back, regardless if it's with the person, within self, whatever it is, you have to confront it. And yeah you have to you have to mm -hmm. bro yeah like, ain't going nowhere <laughs> yeah right like i was i was reading my little devotional the other day and we just kicking it i you know no rush i'm i, I feel like yeah. we're kicking it um and my devotional the other day i was reading about grace about giving people grace and they were saying the same thing it was like grace isn't an act it's a muscle it's something that you have to have in your 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 uh your arsenal yeah it has to be available at all times because people think, oh, you did me wrong. This is why I'm struggling with forgiving you. But if it's already in your arsenal, you don't have to try to muster it up. It's right. there already. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what's up, man. Yeah, that 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 tripped me out the other day. I was like, oh, like it has to be in my arsenal, not something that I just kind of muster up when <laughs> when yeah. that time comes. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, you I mean, you know, like you said, giving grace, forgiveness. I mean, if you don't know how to do that, bro, you can't just learn how to do it. Just, you know what I mean? You gotta, it, it took me a while, bro. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to understand it. It, 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 especially when we talk about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to understand forgiveness because my concept of forgiveness was basically when I forgive you or even myself, mm -hmm. because we gotta learn how to forgive ourselves. Say that. Um, but even with that, if I forgive you and me and you have a certain type of relationship and that relationship was tarnished, mm. a lot of times forgiveness doesn't mean we're going to go back to where we were right before the incident happened. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I had to realize like, man, I had to, I, but the key to forgiveness is it's not for that other person it's for yourself. And if I forgive Sean, right. I want to forgive him. Not only I may just have to forgive you and you never even know because we may not ever talk again. <laughs> yep. But I have to forgive you and I have to be able to say if somebody hears Sean, man, fuck that nigga, man. I don't give mm -hmm. Nah, man, I forgave him. Oh, okay, cool, man. How are you doing? All right, cool. And keep on moving. It doesn't because a lot of times, man, you don't forgive someone, it's hurting you more than it's hurting you more than what that person, that person, Sean, moving on with life and he ain't thinking about me. And I'm sitting here mad at him still, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. I ain't, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I had to learn how to forgive, man. Even within yourself too, because we don't forgive ourselves. Man, listen, that man, that's a bar. Because we, oh. we have, we could talk so negative to ourselves. And I was telling someone the other day, the negative self-talk we have, I'm like, you wouldn't let somebody else talk to you the way you talk to you. Yeah. You would be ready to fight if if you was talking if somebody else was talking 
to you the way you talk to yourself. Yeah. So I've, I'm learning over time at 45 years old, right? I'm yeah. learning to be more gentle with myself and being forgiving yeah. of myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know so, yeah, man. Well, I think we, I think we give like, I think we've, we do it in relationships a lot of times to where we give, like you said, we'll give someone else more grace, opportunity, um, times to fuck up more than what you give yourself. You're like, damn, you didn't even, you didn't give yourself the opportunity. You gave them opportunity over and over and over, bro. You just quit that. You stopped and quit because you messed up once. And this person done messed up with you in your life. How many times? A lot, you know what I mean? And you forgave him and let him come back and let him try again, try again, try again. But you know, that one time you don't, you mess up within yourself. You'd be like, man, I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I know I've done it. I've done it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I tell people, uh, I'm going to show you how to treat me by the way I treat myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to show people how to treat you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to learn how to do that, bro. It's tough. Yeah. No, no, for real. Why is it so hard for black men to support each other? Black men. I think ego, man. I think we have taught, we have been taught to be alphas and we have been taught to be tough. We have been taught to not cry. We've been taught to not show emotion. And I think being vulnerable to another man is very insecure. It's, it's, we, we have become, we, it's a, it's an insecurity being vulnerable to another man. Right. Um, because if you're fighting to be out, I always said this, right? Check it out. So in the podcast, in the podcast game, man, like when you talk to another podcast and like you listen to their show and we the best podcast in the city. And I always, I'm always like, well, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, we the best in the city. And it's cool to have this, like, and we say it's cool to have this, like, confidence and this, you'll stick your chest out. We the best. But really, there's nothing really measuring that. And there's really nothing. And I'm just like, always, when someone says that, it's make it makes it tough for me to want to work with that person. Mm. Because now you're, you're, you're battling you're battling this, like you're trying to stay the best. <laughs> so what makes me think that you're going to give full effort with my opportunity together to say, well, I still want to be the best. Well, hold on now. Like, are we going to work together for us to continue to say I'm the best, I'm the best. And I think that happens with men, right? Mm. So like we have this like men who don't want to work together i should put it like that right mm -hmm. so like a lot of times we got to humble ourselves and if we humble on ourselves and hey man in this opportunity you may shine more to me or i may shine more to you or whatever it may be or we're gonna shine together it's just like hey we're gonna do it together and i think with men we got this competition of who's the alpha because mm -hmm. that's how we're raised you're supposed to be the best you're the strongest you're the toughest no one you know what i mean mm -hmm. and I think that's what happened with us, man. And I think we have, until we become vulnerable and just continue to let go of that, we it, it'd be tough for us to work together. Mm. Yeah, man, it's kind of unfortunate. And the reason I asked that question because <clears throat> I was listening to uh, one of your episodes 
And somebody you had, I think he was born and raised in Indiana or something. And I guess people were questioning him about why he have women on his team or something like that. Yeah, shame, man. Shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it he, makes sense, man. I, I, <laughs> I get it. Again, bro, are you going to work with someone? Let's say you work with another show and they just every show, I'm the, we the best in this, we the best podcast in the world. So when we work together, we'll make you, I'm like, how are we going to? You ain't gonna do your all to make this the best for all of us. Mm. <clears throat> you're not gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna do what's best for you because mm. you're the number one. Mm. Like, damn, man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. But yeah, yeah. Go, my bad. Yeah, Shane said he only women. Yeah. He said women don't women women don't have that. <laughs> they don't. They ain't got that alpha superiority. You know what I mean? Man, listen. I have and no shade but i have gotten so much love from women co-host podcasters that i work with compared to the men women will be evangelists for your episodes they will market promote they will shout it from the rooftops oh, brothers <laughs> i'm like I, I i had you on the show right <laughs> i know bro no shade, but I'm just saying it's you know. I, I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, bro. I've, I've, I started noticing that screaming from the rooftop, "We the best, we the best, we the best." I'm like, okay, cool. That's cool to think, think of that. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to us working together, what lets me, you the best, we're the best. I don't know how much you're going to be able to put forth because there may be an opportunity for me to be a little bit better than you in this category. Are you going to continue to work? In? Nah, because we the best. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Nah, you, ain't, you ain't trying to lose that spot. Exactly. And it spot don't mean shit. It don't. It really don't. And it really ain't no spot. You made that spot up. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you your only competition. You ain't and putting up Rogan numbers, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't doing it like that. We all in this mode trying to make it and trying to get paid, trying to figure it out. But are we the best? I'm like, all right, cool, man. Be the best then. <laughs> yeah, right. And because one thing I've learned over years, man, and, it, and this is just me looking back over my life, man, I have... I've been conditioned to be a, a servant, not in a bad way, but, just, you know, like in the church world, like yeah. working with pastors and helping their visions come to pass, supporting other men who's building something. Yeah. And not like in a disrespectful way or anything, but I'm like, OK, I'm submitted to your vision. So I'm going to serve under you. It's not like you're going to belittle me or anything, but you just showing me the ropes. Yeah. yeah. So that way. Uh, you know, when I get married <clears throat> and have a family and stuff like that, like, you know what submission look like because you were submitted to another man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm if I'm here to support Jones, I'm coming in as your servant. Yeah. I ain't coming to shine because what's mine is mine. <clears throat> Bro, I, I'm, I think that's I think that's necessary. Like you said, and I think that's the issue with men. Right. Like a lot of times I'm the alpha you're the alpha i'm the strongest i'm the best i'm this it's going to be tough for me to come be submit to another man to be able to gain knowledge gain information because it, it, it's appeared as society has put it as weakness mm. Mm. like 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 for real man somebody can i can ask 
like majority of men, and we can say black men because that's what we that's what we're talking about. Right. And if you hear, that's why churches are full of women because it takes a lot of times. It takes another man to be a to, it, the, even just the phrase. Man, you got to submit to another man. And people think like I got to become less than I got to come weak. Nah, man, no, no, because submission goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? And I think we 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 can't do that, bro. We we I got to be the man. You know what I mean? So I I, I think that's why. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, man, because I come in a lot of times, man. I, I come in like I help anybody. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, bro, if you need help with the podcast, let me know, bro. I, I what's up, man? You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it, it's both of us assisting each other and then later on i can hit you and be like bro can you help me with this or or if someone tries to tell me something i listen or whatever it may be and then you find out like damn this dude got a problem with me i didn't even know he had a problem you know what i'm saying like what (laughs) (laughs) damn i ain't know you know what i mean like it it really some made up created stuff or i don't know damn that's unfortunate man it's tough it's tough i I think uh i think we need two more though but I, i i don't know i don't know if it I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, I think the game will change too, you know, because you got a lot of, I think a lot of it has to do with confidence, man. Like if you confident in who you are. Yes. You know what I'm saying? People like respect doesn't have to make an announcement. It, when I met you in person, when we were at uh, the Smoke Free. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I get to meet Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was like, that's what's up. You know, and likewise, bro. I wasn't on no Hollywood. Like I'm like, yeah, what up, man? You know, we talked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's all love. You know what I mean? Like, I always been like that, man. I think I just always kind of been the guy that like, I was like, I mean, even as a youngster, man. Like, man, you got a prettier. You got. The, we go to a club. You got the prettier girl. I didn't get anybody. That's what's up, boy. Mm-hmm. Or even in high school, man. I just never liked that bully mentality. I always was like, man. I were. I used to. I used to volunteer myself, man. I was on a basketball team. Started varsity. Started varsity football, basketball, baseball, all that stuff, man. But I always was just like, kind of like you said, almost in a servant sense, man. Like I would volunteer my time to go ahead to special ed classes. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I hated that bully mentality, man. Like someone else just think they're better and just like i didn't that ain't me man i can't i hate that bro and a lot of times with me being that way mm-hmm. a lot of times man i take the bad end of the stick because everyone's not like that and you think everyone is right mm-hmm. like you get burned by a person you'd be like oh man i didn't even know he had a problem with me like or damn they was taking advantage of you over here or you know what i mean so that's the that's the curse of that having that you know but I, I continue to be you though you know what i mean so yeah where did you get that from though man i think it was just my upbringing bro um mm-hmm. i think just like you know man and i tell my story a lot of times man on my show of course uh you know rest in peace to my mother man but man the struggles of my mom man um being hooked on drugs um damn near my whole life man and we talking about like crack and i was born you know what i'm saying like I'm 40, I'm 44, bro. So you got to think, man, in the nineties, being a crackhead was like all comedians was talking about people mm-hmm. on crack. It was like, that was the worst thing ever. And mm-hmm. your mom's that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I never, I seen the bullying inside of that. And I never wanted to be that of people. Cause it wasn't my fault. Right. I'm like, 
I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? But I still caught the jokes. I still mom crackhead, this and that. So, and I play sports. So I understood the team mentality. You know what I'm saying? I learned how early and I learned how to lose. I learned how to win. I learned how to understand that. So I just kind of grew up with that sports and just going through the hard times of with my mom. So I was just like, I don't want to see anyone. We learned early. If you beat a team, you still say congratulations. Good game. Although we won. So I just start understanding that, man, and just kind of putting it together. So, I mean, you know, I just uh, that that. I learned a lot, you know, going through that. I mean, you got to think, man, my mother got hooked on drugs when I was in fourth grade all the way through high school. Mm. And then post high school, you know, it was a little bit of that. And then it transferred to another pain pill. It was just like, man, I just, it was tough, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like I said, rest in peace, love her to death, man. I had to realize I had to, I didn't, I didn't forgive her until I was 40. Mm. Think about that, bro. Fourth grade. And I had I held resentment that long. Mm. She never and I never told her I forgave her. I told her I forgave her at her memorial, bro. And she was gone. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So mm. I lived with that a long time. So it caused me that trauma caused me a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's going on in me, man, because yeah. of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. but yeah, man, that's how I learned how to not I hate bullies, bro. I hate that. I hate someone just talking about someone and someone just taking the taking advantage of someone's like imperfection and mm. I hate I can't stand it bro yeah that's yeah. one thing I don't like bro don't don't do that to people you know what I'm saying mm. so yeah that's been me yeah I hear you man I, I hear you uh rest in peace to your mom because I know yeah. I, I listened to the show and stuff and I was like man yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, just send him an inbox. I, you know, what I'm saying, I was like, you know, yeah, I know we're gonna yeah. go way back, but you know, what I'm saying, I'm like, I listened to the show, so just yeah, it was tough, man. It was, it, it, you know, it was, it was, I should say, it was tough because um, I held all that. Like, I remember, shout out to Candace. C. she used to be one of my my um, my co-hosts, and she was like, uh, "Here's the number one thing, man. We we go back to the therapy conversation." Mm-hmm. Telling someone, hey, you need therapy. It's never, it's, it's never, it's it's always an irresponsible like phrase, you need therapy. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like now, now if Sean, you came to me and be like, bro, I was dealing with something. I was dealing with a similar situation, man. Therapy helped me. I'm cool with that. But telling someone you need therapy, like. Nigga, what you know yeah, what I mean? right. but anyway um c kind of came with that approach not really in that not really as harsh mm-hmm. but i remember she was like you should have your mom on the show and you know you guys maybe talk it out now never did i ever want to make if you know me bro like i'm very i'm very particular on what i divulge on my show especially in my relationship mm-hmm. you know i talk about tice you know what i'm saying and i may share things with my mother but like you know talking about marriage my wife and everything that kind of stuff like i'm very i think that's a sacred thing right you know what i'm saying to me to me yeah. you know what i'm saying other people can build off how they, they they can be as to me i think there's so here's the thing people think it's funny because my personality on the show people think they know me because mm. of the show no i'm still someone else outside you I, I stop it it's not that i'm being fake 
But a lot of times you are a personality on the show. When you hit stop, you go back to being yourself. So a lot of people come to me and be like, you know, I'm like, you really don't know me, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, and I, um, but anyway, uh, and I think people need to know that even with you, right? Like you are who you are, but I'm sure when you get up, you hit stop you're going to be a different person to your wife, to your kids, to your, that they don't, that no one knows. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Because you're staying in your lane of what your show's about. And that's what the stakes is high is. I stay in my lane. Sometimes I play devil advocate on things that I know TC's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, man, let me figure out a way to how I can debate this. Like, I know he's right. I'm just trying to find a way to debate it to make it interesting. <laughs> because <laughs> it'd be you know interesting I mean? for real I'll yeah like, i remember some people that hit me before and be like man you really i'm like nah man i'm really just trying to figure out a way to make the content instead of me and him being like yeah well, i agree i agree i agree sometimes i figure out a way to think that makes someone else maybe thinking but anyway with that being said man she was like uh you should have your mother on the show and y'all talk it out i lit i really really thought about it but I'm like, nah, man, I'm not going to use the conflict or the mishaps of our relationship for y'all entertainment. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what I mean? That's so, mm-hmm. yeah. So the toughness of losing my mother was I never told her I forgave her and had that conversation with her. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it was always like a lot of times people who are going through like things like alcoholism, drugs, whatever it may be they just go back and reflect the good times of the relationship and they skip over all the bad shit. Yep. And be like, you know, they don't, they don't talk about it. And that's kind of how our relationship was. So, mm. but I told her I forgave her, man. She heard me, you know what I mean? At the, at her memorial, man. So I do, I, I forgave her and it helped me forgive her. Mm. Helped mm. me big time, bro. Mm. You know, I still deal with some traumas of like relationship traumas because yeah. of her. I didn't have my, I mean, your mother's your, that's your that's your first love you know what yeah, i'm saying man. yeah man <laughs> and i lost her fourth grade she she that monster took over her mm. you know mm. what i mean she was there but she had she had a commitment to that monster man and it hurt the relationship you know what i'm saying mm. so now it took me it takes me long man relationship with women has been hard bro mm. it's been tough man Man, that's a show within itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been. Tough. I mean, not, not your personal life. No, no, it is. It is. It, it is. It's been tough, bro. It's yeah. been tough, man. Um, knowing how to love. Mm. I ain't. I mean, fourth grade. You have. You have. You know, your brain's developed in a sense, but like true love, your mother. If that. If that leaves, she loved me. Yeah. But just helping me with. Like I had a lot of distrust, cause man, your man, your main one left. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean? Like she was gone. It was like the distrust of that. You mm. know, that monster became more important. So when I needed to cry, I needed that um, support. I needed, I needed everything. Like I always tell on my show, man. I saw that in women, right? Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw everything that your mother's supposed to give you in one. I, I went to get it within women. So like this girl over here I was dating, she gave me um, confidence in mm. 
whatever it may be this one gave me intimacy mm -hmm. of um you know and it was unfair to the women it's unfair i can't expect i can't expect you to give me motherly love there's only the only person to give you mother love is your mama you know what i'm saying <laughs> i can't expect you especially as a, you know what i mean i can't do that you know yeah, yeah. You know, they only going to give it to their kids, not to another grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real. And and it happens. You know, I think a lot of times we do kind of have a, you know, build a beer. You know what I'm saying? We want to have certain people to put, you know, you give me this, you give me that, you give me this. You know what I'm saying? And man, yeah, because that, that's something I would, man. Yeah, we're going to have to do this again because I want I would like to ask you about how that like when did it click for you? that was like, this isn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, mean, it, well, you knew, well, but, it, but you, yeah, we could talk about it. We could talk okay, about it. Okay, go ahead, man. Okay, well, we, nah, we, nah, we, we can, we can do another episode. I mean, nah, I think you, I think you know what's not good in it, the, the whole time. Um, it's selfish. It's a selfish act, bro. And a lot of times when people be like, you know, no good men, this and that, but a lot of men are, and it's, and it's a lot of, a lot of men are doing it in a sense of, because, um, they're getting fulfillment through women on these things. I never, I never use women like, yeah, she bought me some tennis shoes. You know, mm -hmm. it was the emotions that you were giving me that I didn't receive from my mother. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's wrong because people are getting hurt. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people do it with women. Some people do it with like, whatever that is that you're fulfilling that void, women who have daddy issues. Mm-hmm. It ain't always that they do it with another man or they're out here horn. It may be like, like, all right, I'm great. Focus on my career. And then they just become dedicated to that and they become an addict to that or whatever it may be, bro. It ain't, it don't only have to be, it's just like, cause I'm not, like, I'm not the only one who does it. Like, it's just like a lack of relationship who, like I did it with women. Like some people do it with work, some people do it with education, some people do it with drugs. Some people, I was just, I was just trying to fulfill a void that wasn't, I couldn't fulfill it. It was temporary, and in the meantime, people was getting hurt. Because mm. we talked about that, we talked about that self awareness. You know what I'm saying? You knew, I knew. I mean, because if you hurting one person and they telling you they hurt and they crying because you, you know what I mean? Like you know it. Mm -hmm. Then you just be like, all right, uh, okay. Yeah. And then you go back to trying to fulfill that void because it's strong. That emotional. If you're missing something emotional, dog. Man, bro. People, people, man, that's real. Because I, I know I didn't get that love and affection from my mom. I grew up with, you know, she, I, I really remember hugs and kisses and stuff like that. And mm. now that I'm older, I try to make sure that I show that love to my boys. And because even going through a divorce, I was emotionally unavailable. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like my 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 love was wavering. You know, if I'm if I'm pissed off at you and we fall out, I'm withholding everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because if you had that void of materialistic things because you grew up broke, man, that's man, you get you a good job. You can be like, man, I got the car I ain't never had. I got the car I, you know, we can fulfill that. That's that's surface. I shouldn't say it's surface because it's still something important because if a person grew up broke and their determination is I ain't never going to be broke, it takes hard work. Let's be clear. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times when it's something you can't see, like an emotion, you can't see that. You know what I'm saying? So trying to fulfill that void or, or even understanding that you're missing it, it's just like, man, it, it ain't, it ain't going to, it, 
it takes hard work, but it ain't like get a good job and you get money. It's something that it's it's tough, man. Yeah, it's tough. It's definitely an inside job for sure. Yeah, man, something that men we don't like dealing with dealing with that inside job. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which is why we don't support each other. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, what is the last question? What is the biggest mistake men make in marriage? I don't know, man. I think um, that's a tough question, bro. A uh, good question, I guess. Uh, I don't think there's one answer, right? No, um, it's man. Whatever you feel, yeah. it's the wrong answer. Like, just because you never know who you might help. Somebody, it might be, this might be a light bulb for somebody. Like, oh, and I think the biggest, yeah, yeah. I think the biggest mistake is, and I think that's not only like what men make, I think people make, right? Like, I think there's no blueprints of, to marriage, right? I think that's what I think that's like. Like before you get married, I think that we have this, and a lot of people don't say this until they're married or after they're divorced or after whatever it may be. I think we have this blueprint of what marriage. No, I think there's there's no blueprint to it, right? So we're trying to we go off this storybook, this storybook fairy tale concept of marriage. And really, like, I always tell people, like, like, man, you got to make sure that you can't look at someone else and say marriage goes or I want to be like that because like that ain't always telling a true story. You know what I'm mm. saying? They close on doors. It could be anything. But I think the biggest mistake is thinking that marriage is some fair, it's it's what you see on TV or some fairy tale, some fairy tale bullshit, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think like even like people seeing you on social media and they may follow you and they may see that, you know, they see the smiles, they see the reposts and they see the posts that you make and they'd be like, that's what I want to be. But really, they don't know how you got there. They don't know what goes on behind them closed doors. They don't know how many frowns. There may be like five frowns to that one smile. You know what I'm saying? We don't know, bro. And I think it is. I think the biggest mistake that we make is, man, that we go in and um, we go in with this fairy tale thought process of it, man. And really, and if we really had a real realistic view and see if it fits you and if it fits you in this time of life, a lot of people probably wouldn't be married or wouldn't have got married when they got married. You know what I'm saying? They may be like, man, I ain't never doing that because I'm not ready. And people say I'm not ready because they want more women or I want more men or I'm not mm -hmm. financially stable. Nah, I'm not ready because like marriage is not going to fit who I am as a selfish person. Mm. Marriage is not going to fit me because of whatever it may be, bro. Mm. And I think that's what happens, man. We going with this and religion did that. Yeah. Religion caused that. Yeah. A lot it's of religion. It. Yeah, man. There's a lot of religion because God said you got to get married. You can't be, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and religion kind of <laughs> religion, man. It it, it 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 that's a whole nother conversation man. man that's a whole that's a that's another that's another hour hour and a half yeah. oh let me get me started but i yeah. i agree i just think a lot of it too is marriage is like this mirror man yeah it's like your spouse just be holding up this mirror like this is this is where you suck at <laughs> this is what yeah. you tighten up you know what i'm saying and and because shoot my wife got on me today we were talking today and she was like look i need you to tighten that up brother i was like yeah. okay 
it sucked, but I was like, you know what? You right. You right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, and you could tell anyone under the sun, man, because I never really had a, a, a true representation of what, like my grandparents were married, but I was younger. So I always, I, I, man, I've never, I always look, I always tell somebody this. I was like, I've never, I don't remember my grandparents like being young. I've always thought grandparents was old. You know what I mean? Like at one time, I think I was born and grandma and them was 34, 35, 40 years old. I'm like, I don't ever remember them being young. I always thought they were old. So like when you looked at a, when you looked at a marriage, it always was based off old, older people. And even their way of being married was totally different than what we would be. You know, it's because we don't remember them being married at 35, 40. You know what I mean? We don't remember that. We remember them being like 25, 30, 30 years in. Yep. So I never really had a representation of marriage. And even with that, it still didn't fit me, man. It almost like I, sh- I should have took like some that man. I'm I think people need like a like a like a college course on marriage. You'd be like, hell no, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> oh, absolutely, I want to do that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and you got to take it serious, man. But man, religion just says, hey, man, be equally yoked and you love them. That's why you need to get married. Man, man shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell people, look, marriage ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. It ain't. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. You know what I'm saying? Marriages are not for the faint at heart. You know, and even why you even why why even do it? And a lot of it could be church reasons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's better married than to burn. That's why, bro. I know people who don't even go to church, but they're getting married because God says so. Right. I know people who you know what I mean who don't even practice anything else within religion, but I got to be married in front of God. I'm like, you know, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and, and marriage doesn't mean it, it doesn't it doesn't cost you much. You know, you can you can go to Vegas tomorrow and Elvis can marry y'all tomorrow. Like it's yeah. easier to get married than to get your driver's license. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that concept you remember a few years ago or maybe just as of recently, there was like there should be a um uh you have to renewal. Mm-hmm. Renew your life, renew your license to get married. And if there's no like if you say, all right, cool, we just we just gonna let this expire and go on our ways. Do you think that but I mean it's again religion, there's money, there's it's fine, it's it's too much to they're never gonna do that, man. But yeah, so I think I mean maybe that might be oh, man, we tried it. Just didn't work. We ain't got no bad, we ain't I don't hate you, you don't hate me. But now we got this crib, we got this car, we got all this financial shit we gotta deal with. Fuck it, let's just stay married. We got these kids, right? Child support. Child support. Dude, I had to pay child support and alimony for a year. It ain't it ain't pretty. You feel me? And why couldn't y'all just been like separate? Like, hey, listen, you go your way, I go my way. It just ain't working for us. Because usually, John, somebody that's what I'm saying. Very few marriages are are amicable where y'all like, you know what, we both gonna chill up the deuce. Nah, somebody's pissed and they coming for blood, brother. Yeah. So Saying. Yeah, coming after your retirement, everything. Dog. Everything. You know what I'm saying? You everything. So yeah, man. But uh man, thanks for your time. I wanna acknowledge you for uh staying consistent with the podcast, man. For yeah. you over 300 something episodes in. Yeah, man. It's been tough, man. I I you know what, man, my whole my whole thought process of um my whole thought process of podcasting has changed. Mm. 
um i used to i used to of course like most of us we're gonna blow somebody gonna listen to us we're gonna be some major network's gonna call boom we're gonna make it you know what i'm saying yeah. and that has my thought process of changing that man it's been more so like the whole time and i've always known it to be therapy mm-hmm. but more so i look at it as therapy now i don't feel as guilty as i used to of saying like man i'm gonna take three weeks off mm-hmm. now along with it being therapy to talk on this mic mm-hmm. I, sometimes i need a break because of the therapy you know what i mean so like <laughs> yeah. i've been able to do that man but yeah man i appreciate it bro we're gonna i, I enjoy it because like i say again it's, it's been therapy and, and in the beginning man i had a i had a whole thought process that we're gonna make it but it took me a little while to kind of understand this podcast game is oversaturated yeah you, you got celebrities doing it you have fickle men not supporting men <laughs> you know what i mean like no for real bro yeah. you'd be like I don't heard cats, bro. Literally, I don't heard dudes come up to me and be like, "Yo, man, that last episode was dope." I'm like, "Damn, bro, you didn't repost it. You didn't leave a comment. They tell you everything in the co- in the show." I'm like, "Damn, bro, you could at least put a like on that joint." <laughs> yep. yep. And here's the funny thing, Jones. Here's here's the funny thing. People think, and we have to. People think that you have to pay somebody out of pocket. Everything has to be monetary. It's, it can be as something as simple as a share, right? It could be as simple as leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Bro. It can be a, a, a share. It can be a like. It can be a comment. It, you know what I'm saying? Everything don't always have to equal a dollar amount. But yeah, people... Yeah, man. And like you said, man, women don't mind doing that. Man, I've gotten so much love from, from, from women, man. Yeah, women but, don't mind doing it. Men is just a little different, man. And... I don't know, man. It is what it is. I don't. I. I guess I just try to. I never. I never. Like when I started podcasting, man, and I and I said this. Uh, I said it in like me and TC put a video out. But my um, my mentor, he hit me like I remember. Like I, t- I would just, I would come to work, bro. It was my mentor at my part time gig, man. He, I, we got real close. He became a mentor of mine, and um. I remember one day, man, I was complaining about this, complaining about that. We always just talk, man, just be on some deep shit and just like, I was talking about stuff in our culture, you know what I'm saying? He was just like, he he literally was like, man, what the fuck you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I looked at him, I'm like, damn, you're right. I was like, I'm gonna start a podcast. So I started podcasting, you know what I'm saying? Cause me and a couple other buddies started at first and then I realized which direction I wanted to go because he said that, what the fuck mm-hmm. you gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. So now I was like, the stakes is high. It can be basically like a platform for people to come tell their story. And it's about our people, mm-hmm. they our, their story, or we can talk like, a, you know, just like kind of what we doing about some real, real stuff, man. And I never was like, I'm not gonna commit to no, I'm not gonna commit to no, um, pop culture little yeah. the headlines i never wanted to do that yeah. because i like i want to stay consistent there so mm-hmm. but yeah man that's it's been good it's been it's fun bro it's fun yeah. it's fun well your show is always in my rotation man i appreciate it on, man. on my phone like i said had to gear just had to yeah, wrap. Man. i'm gonna send you one of, I'm gonna send you one of these man i'm gonna send you the, the uh pan-african red black and green joint man. <laughs> hey that's what's up man i appreciate that man and like i say i just uh, cause I always want to make sure I give people their flowers, man. Like I said, acknowledge you for staying the course cause consistency is a lost art. Um, I want to acknowledge you for being a father, a husband, yeah, man. um, and even fighting through adversity and, and, and the loss of your mom and stuff like that and still stay strong and still 
you know, be that uh, beacon of light for other people. You know what I'm saying? Because you would still come on the show. And even though after that happened, I know you took some time off, but <clears throat> you still got on the mic and I was still rocking with you in rotation. I appreciate um, you, bro. Yeah, man. So just continue. It's to tough. All those responsibilities you just named, man, it's tough. It's all, it's a battle every day, bro. Everything is it's a battle every day. So I appreciate you acknowledge, man. And with you, man, I remember you first came on the show, man. I love to see you ain't even had no podcast, right? <laughs> no, right? No. You know what I mean? You reached out to email, man, and I, I appreciate you, man. Continue to listen, man. And I and I and man, I'm watching what you're doing, man. And you're killing it, bro. Killing man, it. What's up, man. I need to get on this. I need to get on this YouTube, man. I, I, this whole time, man, I forgot we recording on YouTube. I'm seeing moving. <laughs> I'm like, damn, we are recording for YouTube. What up, YouTubers? <laughs> yeah, right. They're gonna get to see Jones. They, oh, man, I forgot. We're gonna hit you man. with the pod. We're gonna hit you with the audio and the visual. People will be like, oh, I don't have time to watch the video. We'll go watch the podcast. Oh, I ain't know. I ain't know what Jones looked like. Well, you are gonna see what Jones looked like. On man, you know, that's my biggest mistake, man. I wish I would have never. I, I wish I would have. And it's a whole other conversation. I had a shout out to Kayla. I had a couple conversations with people. I think my biggest mistake, man, was showing my face. I wish I would have never done that. I wish I'd have been like, uh, remember Ghostface Killer came out and he never yeah. showed his face. Yeah. Um, uh, MF Doom. MF Doom. <laughs> I wish I'd never showed my face. Huh. Because my because my content has nothing to do with what I look like. And when you put a face on a product, judgmental comes, mm. prejudice comes. Mm. I wish I would have. I wish I'd have just did straight content. Mm. And I hate. I, that's one of my biggest mistakes in podcasts. Yeah. I would have well, never. Well, you three hundred something episodes in, you too late, yeah, it's too you, late. <laughs> yeah, right. Damn, bro, I wish I would have never ever showed my face, man, because people mm. would have been like, "Ah, oh, this nigga ain't got no hair." Judgmental. <laughs> I don't like dudes with out hair. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, man, nah, I wish I would have. Nah, man, that's one of my biggest mistakes. But man, that, other than that, man, I'm 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 happy with podcasting, man. It's been good, man. So yeah, keep man. doing what you're doing, bro. For sure, man. For You're sure, out here, sure. man. You, you, you know, you, you killing it, bro. For sure, man. I appreciate that. Well, Jones, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you and and with man. the podcast and all that good stuff. Man, I am uh, Stakes High Podcast. You can find us on all the majority of the podcast platforms except for youtube i ain't i ain't doing a big like sean you know what i mean but um we are on iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google play uh soundcloud stitcher yeah all that good stuff uh yeah. we are on uh instagram uh facebook and twitter stakes is high pod and you can hit us up at stakes is high pod at gmail.com uh man we need guests yeah, pull up, Sean. You gotta come back on our platform, bro. Especially since TCN here, man. I'm we down. uh, we can we can do a repeat of this, bro. I'm down, man. Seriously, sure. man. Sure. We can uh, we vibe out, man. So yeah, man. If you got something you want to promote, we do that. We do it all, man. That's we we ain't on there talking about pop culture. We kind of got a con. Our conversation is basically like what it is today, right here. Yep. Or yep. whatever yep. you promote, or something you want to talk about specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, Brave Hearts community, you heard it here first. Make sure you go and connect with Jones and the podcast. I've been a long time listener. If I'm listening to him, you should too. So make sure y'all show Jones and uh, Stakes is High podcast some love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube. If you 
can't watch this, make sure you listen to the podcast. Leave a rating and review by doing so. That puts you on a drawing for a free Amazon gift card. Who doesn't like freebies? This is Sean Heineman, your premier pre-engagement coach with special guests. Chuck Jones. <laughs> what up, everyone? Stakes High Podcast. You know what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brave Hearts community. Y'all take care.